You are now listening to Let Me Muse. It's a podcast by me, Kayla L. Smith. I'm a follower of Jesus, a photographer, business owner, self-proclaimed thinker, conversationalist, lover of people, researcher, daughter, and friend. I created this podcast to help us all walk through the topics that actually take a little bit of pondering to find understanding. And just like life, our thoughts are a nuance. I hope in this space so we all learn to feel a little bit more free in using this brain that our creator gave us. Studies have shown that young girls in America and the UK begin developing opinions on their self-image almost immediately at the age of five. Y'all are five-year-olds sitting in the mirror, looking at our hair, looking at our dress, looking at our clothing, and making opinions about ourselves. While the ratio for boys isn't that far off, due to these studies, I would venture to say that the pressure of self-image is far less of a weight for boys at the start of their life than it is for girls. Now, I'm not saying that young boys don't deal with anything. I'm not going to push away from that probably being a fact. But what I am saying is that society does deal with young girls and with women a lot differently when it comes to appearance than they do with boys. People just simply don't make comments to young boys like they do for young girls. Like with young girls, it'll be like, oh my God, look at your hair. Oh my gosh, look at your hair. You look so pretty. Your dress is so pretty. Make sure your hair is pretty. Everything is centered around trying to make sure you look pretty and perfect at all times, every single day around the clock, especially a little girl's hair. A little girl can be sitting at home, relaxing, being a kid, and all of a sudden be pressured into her hair being in perfection. Her happy-go-lucky life can all of a sudden come crashing down by some adult making a comment that immediately switches her into wondering if something is wrong with her or wrong with how she looks. Listen, I get it that kids are learning and that we're teaching them things. And I understand, hey, we're getting ready to go somewhere or things of that nature. But a child has their entire life to focus on self-image. Sometimes adults can unknowingly rush them into that process earlier than necessary, already forming self-image issues. If your kid is sitting at home playing with toys, let your kid be a kid. Every kid deserves to be a kid before they venture off and become an adult and before they end up running into the pressures of our ideologies. As women grow into adults, this thing about our hair and our appearance sticks to us. It is pressure and it is work every single day. Sometimes we enjoy it, sometimes we don't, but it is always pressure and it is always work. We are always thinking about it constantly. When we walk into the bathroom, we just don't go to the bathroom. We're looking at how we look. We look at how we look on our phones. We think about how we look just walking through the store. It is always work. (laughs) I actually wanna do a separate podcast on black hair um but this is a completely different beast in itself but overall for all girls young teenage girls adults and elders hair and the topic of hair is a lot of pressure
Did you know that the global wig weave and hair extension market is an estimated $7 billion industry? And it's projected to grow to $10 billion by 2024. Like, this is a whole market out here, and it's a whole lot of money being made off of this. But while money is being made, you have to think there is a reason why people, which is a majority of women, are shopping in this market in particular. So there's this assumption that hair loss is primarily centered around males, and it's mistakenly thought to be only a male disease. But in actuality, which is very interesting, 40% of women have visible hair loss by the time they are age 40. 40%, y'all, 40%. I didn't even know this before I started researching this. According to the American Academy of Dermatology, Hair loss for women can be absolutely devastating. Again, think about it when we're children, we're groomed into this, that our beauty is surrounded around our hair. So when we start to lose it, there's a lot of emotional issues that's attached to this and a lot of self-image issues that start happening in between. Unfortunately, society has forced women to suffer in silence it is actually considered more acceptable for men to go through the same hair loss process. It's kind of just like, oh, he's going bald, it's okay. While I'm sure that is a personal battle for that guy, overall society accepts it far more. No one's going to say that much about a man going bald other than a few jokes here and there, but their appearance doesn't get attacked as much. They can just like grow out a beard and everyone loves a bald head and a beard, right? But for women, women are shamed for their hair not being a certain length, for not being full, for not being down, for not being curly, for not being done up a certain way, or for women just going bald. There's so much shame that's wrapped around here. Even more unfortunately, the medical community pays little attention to the issues of women with hair loss. This is what I've been reading. I've read quotes, since hair loss doesn't appear to be life-threatening, physicians often overlook women's complaints about hair loss and essentially tell their patients, it's no big deal, you'll learn to live with it. Y'all, there is psychological damage caused by hair loss. Not feeling good about yourself is as devastating as a serious disease. And in fact, it can take an emotional toll that ends up directly affecting your health, your physical health in the long run. So what do we do about this? I don't know for sure, but I want to share with you guys a personal journey of my own. So right now I am on my own little personal hair journey and I've been on a hair journey for a while, but the stakes have kicked back up recently. <laughs> but before I get into that, I want to give you guys a little backstory. For me, I went natural, meaning not perming my hair some years back before it became really popular. Um, I never really knew how to take care of my hair in the first place, to be honest. I had a lot of breakage because of the perms and perming on top of perm. I strictly, like most young black girls, always perm my hair to make it straight, then damaging it even more, then frustrated because it wasn't long and it wasn't healthy. And it didn't look like what people look like on TV, and I just had, like, a lot of shame around it, and my self-esteem really secretly took a hit. People probably wouldn't 
think so because I can be a confident person, but I really did struggle like with my appearance and what to do and just not really just feeling pretty enough. And a lot of that had to do with my hair. So I got tired of it. I got tired of struggling with my hair and it just being damaged. And I just wanted to be free from that and feeling like bound by that. And I wanted to know what my actual hair looked like because I had 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 perms since I was a kid. So I cut it all off. (laughs) I, I did a big chop. And let me tell you, it was and still to this day is the most electric, liberating and freeing feeling I have ever had in my entire life. It was an experience I just felt so free. That's literally the only word or the best way to describe it. It was an experience. I felt like I could breathe. And y'all, that was 16 years ago. And I still vividly remember the experience I had that day. Of course, over time, I had to learn my, like my hair being natural. I burned it, damaged it, and went around the world with it. But I think I needed that first big chop to just free myself from being defined by my hair. But here recently, I've been dealing with the same feelings as I dealt with before, like probably some months ago. Um, Since I turned 18, my hair started to gray. Like at first it was just some streaks and I didn't mind and I thought it was cool. But now I'm in my thirties. I have like a skunk patch in the middle of my hair, like literally, thank you dad, because that's where I got it from. And so I started dyeing my hair myself, which was a bad idea. Constantly keeping braids in it and not moisturizing it enough. And y'all, I was damaging my hair so bad to the point where I ended up having so much breakage. And it was like ball spots happening around my head just from the, um, the breakage. But I was hiding it with my braids. And I started to understand why people said that box dye was the devil. So I'm, you know, again, doing this dyeing myself, layering it, and just, like, literally just killing off my hair. At first, I was, like, risking the health of my hair and not caring due to my self-esteem because I wanted my hair to be black and not gray. <laughs> um, like, being a woman and struggling with your hair really can be the worst. But I just got to the point where I had to remember that feeling I had when I cut it for the first time and it wasn't necessarily about the hair being cut but it was about me being free from being bound up by something and I wanted that feeling again and that required me to stop caring so much and I had to let that go and here I am in my 30s already struggling with my appearance because I'm single And I don't need to be trying to keep one more thing that makes me less attractive. And that's my mind on bad days. I'm just giving you guys a little insight. And the answer was, I don't want to feel this way anymore. And I need to stop chemically killing my hair. And I just need to keep the gray. Which eventually I'll probably end up doing henna or something. Um... But I either need to keep the gray or cut it off again and start over again. So at the moment, I decided just to restore my hair. So I stopped dyeing it. 
I'm moisturizing it constantly. I went back to Blue Magic, if y'all know about that grease. And I'm just trying to focus more on the health of my hair versus the appearance. So that's where I am right now, and I'm happy. My, my hair is starting to restore again, and it's starting to grow again. But I also wouldn't be shocked if I decided to cut it all off because now I'm realizing, like, the damage here. And I'm just a little over it, but the stress that I had before, I don't have that anymore because I just literally let go of just the weight of defining myself by my hair. So what I'm saying is the point overall is just to be free. Whatever that freedom looks like for you. It might not look like a cut, but it might look like a cut. You know? Whatever it takes for you just to let that peace go where you are not weighed down and stressed out every single day over your hair. It's too much. Another thing I wanted to share with you all was a few years ago, I did a video shoot with a young lady by the name of Camille, who at the time she was a client. Now she's a client and a friend of mine. But she called me up for this video where she wanted to document her journey with her hair. So she began to open up to me and she talked about how she suffered with alopecia. And I actually wanted to throw in here, um, if you don't know what alopecia is, the definition of it is when your immune system basically begins to attack your hair follicles. And it could be a lot of times brought on by severe stress. So just FYI. But um, yeah, sudden hair loss that starts with one or more particular bald patches that happen on the scalp. Suffered with alopecia and that she was just really bound by wigs and bound by her hair and defined by her hair. And she was just over it and she wanted to be free from it. So she ended up linking up with a friend of mine who's also, we share a mutual friend in Tricia, who's a hairstylist. So that day we, we went to in Tricia's salon and she did a big chop. And it was one of the most beautiful things in a shoot to this day that I've ever experienced. So we as women, we hide behind so many things. You know, we hide behind makeup. We hide behind um, clothes. We hide behind hair. And when I was about 30, my hair started to thin. And at that time, I was, I wouldn't say vain, like really vain, but, you know, I was feeling myself. And so I remember when my hair started to thin, I even remember like being in a relationship with somebody who I know would not, you know, be okay with me just, you know, I didn't feel comfortable enough to just uh, walk around without a weave knowing that my hair was thin. And, um, you know, I'm 41 now and uh, life is changing so many ways and I've just, you know, experienced so many things and I've been released from so many things. And I feel like even though I've released my story, even though, you know, I'm transparent. I watched her go through this process of knowing that feeling that she had. And probably hers even more just with her suffering with alopecia and going into the depths of, of alopecia with her and her journey with it. But she was so afraid and so 
uh, like afraid but ready and it was all like beautiful and it was all new for her in the middle like the minute it was gone it was like you saw that weight lift off of her but also like oh my god I can't believe I did it oh my god I like it oh my god do I like it yes I like it and her just coming into her own and blossoming into her own right and so from that moment then which was a few years ago and just seeing how she totally rocks her hair now and she's so happy and so free and so confident it's been such a magical and beautiful experience to see and I don't even think I I mean I'm sure we've had these conversations and I gotta actually tell her that I'm mentioning her in the podcast but seeing her freedom and her boldness after that just let me see man like how much is worth it when we just lay the stuff down that's holding us back like our true freedom is on the other side of that and I'm not pressing anyone to cut their hair I'm just talking about the point of just having freedom and to see someone rock their beauty and rock their confidence outside of hair is a beautiful thing to witness because we as women know how much we are locked down by this thing but I promise you like that freedom it does exist no matter what it looks like for you it might again it might not look like the big cut but it might look like the big cut and that's okay if that's what it looks like y'all our freedom is going to come at the cost of laying down whatever is causing us misery it can be a mindset about our hair or it can be the physical act of the actual big chop either way you have to let go of whatever is causing you shame and find beauty inside of yourself and outside of the opinions of others, outside of the mindset you've grown up in, outside of thinking that a woman's beauty, that your beauty is primarily centered around your hair. Our beauty is defined by our confidence, y'all. And whatever we do more than anything, that's where our glow is. It's in our confidence and knowing who we are and seeing our beauty outside of that. It's in accepting ourselves just how we are. And I'm not against, you know, making the changes that we want to make and do all, all this stuff to make ourselves feel more beautiful. But at the end of the day, we have to say, okay, who am I as a person? And defining ourselves by that and defining ourselves by who God says that we are. And I'm a Christian, so I'm going to speak that and believe that for all of us and all of you to just come into the knowledge and the beauty of seeing yourself how God sees you. It's not about perfection, again, but seeing ourselves how God sees us. So in closing, please, if this doesn't affect you and you're just like, what is this conversation? Please be sensitive to the journey that women have with their hair. It's not an easy one for a lot of women. Remember the statistics I gave you earlier. 40% of women will suffer hair loss by the time they are age 40. 40%, y'all. That is a large number. It's not easy, again, for a lot of women. Don't ask a bunch of questions to women concerning their hair. That's not your business. You don't know what they are walking through. You don't know the depression. You don't know the anxiety. You don't know what is connected to it. You don't know how they respond to it. 
simply is just not your business. And I don't know how direct or more direct to make it than that. Sometimes you're making jokes. You think you're being funny, even if she has a full set of hair, but you're not. It's crippling for a lot of people. The conversation of hair is very crippling. So please be mindful. Please be mindful. You don't know. You don't know how deep this goes for a lot of people. So yeah, be mindful. And for my sisters, my beautiful women out there that I love you so much. And I care about how we see ourselves so much. I know it's easier said than done. But don't live chained down by this hair and the opinions of others. I don't know what the journey is going to look like for you, but don't live another second beating yourself up over stuff on the top of our head, on the top of your head. I know it's difficult. I know that it's uncomfortable. I know it's like, oh my God, what am I going to look like? But then you have to go back and you got to ask yourself, why am I so consumed and why am I so bound by my hair? I'm telling you as a person that has cut their hair, you can live outside and see yourself outside of your hair. I'm telling you as a person that have struggled with bald spots and breakage, you can live outside of that realm of suffering and suffering in silence and being bound by your hair. I'm not being cliche when I say this. We are fearfully and wonderfully made God was very intentional when he made you. He's a very intentional God. And he's, you are so wrapped in so much beauty and so wrapped in so much glory. But I'm sure if you're struggling with this, you are dimming your light. Your glow is going to come from knowing who you are. And it is beyond our physical appearance. It is not about being perfect and doing everything right. It's knowing your self-worth regardless, knowing who you are and whose you are. My beauty, find your light in this world. You have to find your light. And that light is not with external things. That, life, that light is internal. It's not external. It is internal. It's a beautiful thing to dress up and be beautiful. But even if your outsides look good, if you are constantly beating yourself up and damaged inside, that's what it is, damaged inside. This is an inward work that moves outward. I promise you, that's all that matters. <laughs>